0: Jim and Audrey, I really enjoyed last week's podcast. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I had many conversations with other people about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, like
0: I, I went over, there were, there, were, there were thoughts, you know, that I hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. And I was really energized, you mm-hmm. know, by, la- by last week's uh, podcast. But at the very, very end. It was really fun because I just kind of told stories on you, Jim, Uh last week. As as I was telling, (laughs) and and it seems
1: to just never run out of stories. It's amazing.
0: But we we had this very, you know, just kind of transparent conversation. Just a very personal conversation. And that you told it, everybody about. That I, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, can we clarify?
0: In last week's can we podcast. Clarify, it was oh, oh, okay. Oh, yes, it, it was Audrey's. It was, it so was you're not me. talking about
2: what we talked about after the podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay.
0: okay.
1: We're ta- He's he's talking about me being transparent yeah. about my whole but sugar then, thing.
0: But then, within uh, at the end of the con- at the at the end of the conversation, I said, Jim. I said, so then what can be the take home for people? You know what? What can they do? What you know, what is it? And and I, I baited you hoping that you would give four points. Okay, people, now this is what you need to do. One, two, three, four. And like always, you refuse to go there, <laughs> and you're just like Bob was no, so
1: in love with you. Last I was. Week. At the he said, end "Bob, of it. I'm in love with Jim Richards." He, 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 he refuses, true, to give a method. He always brings it back to you have to have your own relationship. He did, and, and you and, talked about
0: yeah. you know just having a repentant attitude. Yeah. yeah, that was so big, and a willingness to surrender to the lordship of Jesus. And I mean, you went on a blaze for about ten minutes, and I just <laughs> thought, this is so precious. Yeah. Because you know, people listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, they're gathering yep. more and more information, and they're just trying to get this little nugget, this little something that's going to change and yep. make their life different. But there, there is there truly a surrendered heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I that,
2: hate to say this, and I don't mean, and I'm not saying this in a mean-spirited way. I'm, I'm saying this out of just ministering one-on-one uh, to thousands of people. I'm talking about, you know, like you guys do, where you sit down, you're talking to them face-to-face. this I'm not talking about fund the platform. I'm talking about yeah. getting to know people, listening <laughs> to, you know, to what people are saying. And based on... You know, forty-six years or forty-five years, or however many years it's been, of sitting down with people one-on-one, I discovered, probably within the first year, that people were not looking for a miracle; they were looking for magic. They were mm. looking for because see, magic works on formulas, and and transformation works around beliefs of the heart. Miracles oh, okay. bring transformation. Magic is just a formula, and, and, and what magic is designed to do, the idea of magic is this. I am, see, it's not that I'm, it's not that people are just looking for the right nugget. They are looking for a nugget that requires nothing on their part. It doesn't require, it doesn't <laughs> oh, yeah. require belief. It doesn't require <laughs> repentance. It doesn't require making any kind of sacrifice. It doesn't require following Jesus because you know you know and now you' got the fake grace people and the inclusion is all similar if, if it requires anything then it's works it's dead works no it's good works it's called faith it's yeah you know faith that doesn't produce uh, <laughs> obedience is is dead faith it's, it's worthless it causes you to die so you know I, on the one hand I have to apologize to the world that we minister to and so I'm sorry that you have been deceived by religion. I'm sorry people made you believe that the right magic word or the right knowledge or the right you know the right nugget. I'm, I I'm so sorry that that you have been robbed of so much of what Jesus died to give you. But on the other hand there's a part of me that's totally unapologetic because you know something the price that Jesus paid for for us to have this truth that we have yeah. And for us to just try to find some way out of our part in this uh, is just is is beyond apology. yes it is mm-hmm. and you
1: know it's just last night we were ministering to a couple and they definitely wanted something magical and um it and, and you know. It was so hard for me because I really love people and I want them to get free so much. And I want them to, this session with us to end with just that home run, like over the fence. You guys are, and you know, often we experience extreme transformation right in front of our eyes. But then every once in a while, there's just two people that are being so stubborn and you're doing nothing short of just saying you know what, what is it, you know, what is it, they're just so stuck and immovable in their rights and in their position that they're not going to move. And with two people like that, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's true. They, they, were, not, they were unwilling to sacrifice. They want yeah. the relationship. They want freedom and safety and beauty in their marriage, but they're not willing, either of them, to make a sacrifice. So, it, you know, I can't, we, and so you know and I did, oh, this is interesting, at the end I said, so for homework, I'm going to call you next week. And what I'd love for you to do is now you, husband, I'd like you to get along with Jesus and just humble yourself and then ask the Lord, how can I better meet the needs of my wife? But humble yourself, ask him and see what the Lord says to you. He was like, what? I said, just do it. Just humble yourself. Humility goes so far in getting breakthrough. And then same with her. Go to the Lord, humble yourself. And see what Jesus says of how you can meet your husband's needs. So we'll see where that goes. But that's all I can do at that point. It's like, you know. You well, know, what, uh,
2: right there, if people are honest, which in counseling, they never are. I mean, <laughs> at, some point, at some point, if they, if they decide they're going to repent, they become honest. Yeah. But the truth is, if a problem persists, they're not being honest. Yeah. Because, because the truth is, if a person said what they wanted to say, when you said, go, go seek God and find out how you could meet your husband's needs, if she told the truth, she'd be saying, no, I, I'm not here to figure out how to meet my husband's needs. I'm here to figure out how he's going to meet my needs.
1: Right. And, and- there's the honesty. And those, we were saying nothing short of the honest truth. We were putting those words yep. in their mouth and saying, this is the reality. We'd come to that point. Yep. You're immovable and it's not going to work. And they just mm-hmm. stared at us and we said, so? I mean, this is now your choice. And yep. so it'll be interesting because I believe I believe in the miracle of breakthrough and I believe that any person can make that choice to just get into yep. Jesus and, and humble themselves and say, I need you, what do I do? I think that is such an incredible position you to You know,
2: take. I know this is kind of taking us off of where we're going today, but I kind of feel but like- But what feel, else is new? I feel like it's right to be here. Are you, are you guys kind of feeling Yeah, like yeah, 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 day? yeah. You, you know, I, I sent out my, my world changer letter last at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. And um when when I look at May, I don't think about Mother's Day as much as I think about Women's Day. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not just honoring people who are mothers. Women, you know, women mm-hmm. who are mothers. It's really honoring women in general.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: and you know, I I and I, boy, we could go really far in this, but I, I will because so, if if you guys decide we want to, well, we, we we will, whatever, yeah. But but you know, um, uh, you know when Peter says, uh, he says, you know, um, honor your wives as the weaker vessel. Now y- you have to remember, Peter didn't speak Greek; he spoke Aramaic, so that meant that whatever he was saying had to be translated from Aramaic to Greek, and. And so when you look at the Aramaic that was used uh, to be translated into, into Greek, you find something really, really interesting. You find that in reality, it's not saying that women are weaker. And, it's, it's, and see, Peter was a fisherman, so he understood, they called them ships, even though they were small boats, they had sails and they had rigging. And, you know, the rigging on a ship it doesn't matter if you have a, a rudder. It doesn't matter if you have a sail. It doesn't too much matter if you have oars. But on a ship, you don't really consider the oars a big thing. But the 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 rudder and the sail and all the other factors on the ship that causes it to get where it's going mm-hmm. is is based on uh, is based on uh, the tackle. You know what what do they call that? Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm having a I'm having a blank here but in other <laughs> obviously words, oh, I know the so rigging. much about boats <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. the rigging that's that's what it's okay. called okay yeah. so in in Hebrew I mean in Aramaic in that passage it says it doesn't say women are the weaker vessel it says that women women are the rigging on the vessel
1: hmm.
2: now what that is pointing to is what all of the rest of the Bible is pointing to you know um the English Bible, well, actually, the Latin Bible from which the King James came, all of that was written and translated at one of the most chauvinistic times in Western history. Hmm. You know, women weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to own property. Da, 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 right. Da. So the way the original language was translated was translated to support that whole idea. Hmm. And, and so you get a lot of misogyny and a lot of chauvinism in the English translation of the Bible that is absolutely not present in the, in the original language.
1: Hmm.
2: Because the, the real picture you get, like, for instance, it, it doesn't say in the original language that God took Adam's rib. It says in the original language, it, he took his side. And, and the Hebrews understood that basically, I mean, he took half of who Adam was hmm. to create Eve. She was never his helper in the sense that we think of a helpmeet. Matter of fact, that word helpmate is not really what the original says. She was to be the part of him. Now, see, we can have personal wholeness in God,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but the, the reality of it is in life, we cannot have wholeness in, in our perception, in our ability to make decisions. Wholeness in how we approach life. We can't have that if we don't have our other side.
1: Hmm.
2: Because, you know, what came out of Adam was evidently, you know, certain emotional, psychological, and even mental capacities. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean man Mm -hmm. doesn't have those capacities at all. It just means that they're more predominant. And females, and uh, where yeah. there's certain capacities, and you think yeah. about even God, you know, God has names that are feminine.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not
2: mm-hmm. saying He's feminine; it's saying it's a feminine capacity. It's, mm-hmm. and, and He has names mm-hmm. that are masculine. About so, it's a masculine capacity. You know, He is one God where those two come together. So anyhow, mm-hmm. the picture is that if I want life to be the very, very best it could be, and and, and I'm married, then. I have to rely on the perception of my spouse, whether you're the man or you're the woman. In other words, mm-hmm. if you're the woman, you have to go, he sees things I don't see, he understands I, yes. things I don't understand. If you're the man, you got to say, she sees things I don't see, da-da-da-da-da. And we've got to come together.
1: And yes, we, and this mutual understanding. Yes. And this mutual knowing that you we are a gift to each other and this is not us in a disagreement. This is us both bringing things Absolutely. to the table. This is us having perspective that is such an amazing richness to our expression as, yeah. a, as, a, as a whole. Because we do have more together than we do apart.
2: Yeah. and if, But the thing is, see, in Christianity, the way it's kind of presented in the archaic chauvinistic language, it doesn't present husbands and wives as a team. Right. It presents the husband as a leader and the wife as the person who is supposed to help him.
1: And boy, does that concept and mindset mess people up because there's so many women mad and disappointed that their husband isn't doing what they think the Bible is telling him to do. And you know what I'm saying? To be that spiritual leader and they're not knowing that the initiative is mutual. I mean, when when I want to pray with Bob, I grab his hand and I pray with him. I don't wait and manipulate and get passive aggressive hoping that he'll pray with me. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. If women saw who they were, and just said, "I'm not letting you take," I mean, not be defiant, but it's like, "I'm not letting you take my identity. I'm not letting you t- deny mm-hmm. me who I am. I'm going to be who I am in God. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be patient. But I'm going to be. I'm going to be who I am."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, <clears throat> you go to Ephesians. Golly, I, 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 are you guys all right going this far yes. off, off course? Oh,
0: sure. Yep.
2: You know, you go to Ephesians, and, and the, the scripture in Ephesians that causes more marriage conflict for, for believers in marriage is not even in the Bible. And that's in <laughs> Ephesians 5 where it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your husband. That is not in the original language.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: if you back up one or two verses, it says, submit yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the archaic idea that submission is total obedience, that's a, that's a total chauvinistic, misogynistic, oppressive, demonic doctrine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if God is saying, submit to one another, if, if submission is obedience, how could two people totally be obedient to the other. It's, it's impossible. If you you 'cause you're gonna have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. But if the if the if it says if, oh, if submission is really what the language indicates that it's a respect that br- it brings about a yielding attitude. You know, it'd be like it'd be like I mean how many times have we done ministry things together where we've sat down and just said, Okay, what what are you feeling today?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And at, and at the end of it, is what we end up doing is some compilation of what we both see. All three
1: see, of us. Right, know, right. What we right. all
2: see the need to be So that mm-hmm. means we're all submitted to each other.
1: We're all mutually working together and, yeah. and, and, and honoring each other's voice and understanding and yeah. whatever that happens to me.
2: But see, in marriage, because of our, again, because of what we've been taught in influence and influenced to believe, men and Men and women cheat themselves out of the most incredible successes, the most incredible life they could ever have, mm-hmm, because really they have no fear of God, no, no fear of disappointing and breaking God's heart and how they treat each other. They have no reverence of God that says, because you said to be submissive to my wife or to my husband, I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And, and so they never become the dynamic team Mm -hmm. that can cause them to live their dreams in the easiest Mm -hmm. possible way. So, you know, kind of in closing my thought on this, you know, you go back to that thing about, okay, uh, Brenda is the rigging on the ship.
1: Right, right.
2: That's going to take me where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And also where she wants to go. In -hmm. other words, it's not just going to be one of us getting there. It's both of us getting there.
1: Yes, yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Now, when I tell most men about this, you know, one of the statements I make to so many men is our questions is, what does your wife think about this? The number one answer I get when men are making business decisions and this sort of thing, number one answer I get. I'm not saying they're bad guys for saying this. Uh but the number 1 answer is well my wife really doesn't understand my business she doesn't understand mm. how my business works and my answer to that is this your wife may not understand your business but she understands you mm. and you need somebody who really understands you that when you're making these business decisions and so I learned this from Brenda I didn't you know th- I didn't see this in the bible first I I knew we were supposed to submit to each other. I didn't know what that looked like in real life. Right. But man, I can remember, you know, one of the first times I was making a big business decision. Cause remember, you know, when we got married, I had all those doctor bills. We had a house full of kids. Uh, we, I mean, we, I had debt out the ears, you know, just all of this stuff was going on. So man, I was having to hustle to make a living. And so it was this business opportunity I was looking at. So I was telling Brenda about it. And I said, you know, I, I want to know what you think about it. And, and, uh, and, you know, I won't go into the whole discussion, but there were several times in there I thought, well, you're you're just you just don't understand. You know what I mean? She, when she would be telling me her perspective really inwardly, I'd be like, she, she don't get it. She don't she, she no don't know what on. it's about. Right. And then every now and then, you know, the word Jezebel might have floated through my mind you know, or something something like that. But but she but finally she brought it all down to this one thing. She said she told me, she said, Jim, I really don't understand the ins and outs of how you're going to make this work financially. Mm-hmm. You know, I trust you financially. I, tr- I trust. Yeah. She said, but I'll tell you what I, she said, i tell you what I do know. I know you and mm-hmm. I know how you are. And she yeah. said, the real truth is if you do this, you're going to do what you always do. You're going to go out there and you're going to hit it wide open and you're going to be working late at night mm-hmm. and you're going to be away from the kids You're going Mm -hmm. to be away from me. And really, our connections are going to fall apart. Hmm. And she said, and you know you're that way. Now, you know, that's where you want to argue and say, yeah, but this time I'm not going to be. (laughs) But you're going to be, you know. Yeah. Well, I didn't say no to that business opportunity, but I made an agreement with her about what I would do. I would be there every, I would, because I would go to, uh, with this thing, I I would go to work at about nine or ten make phone calls all day and then then i would have a kind of have the opportunity to take a break about dinner time or about the time kids were getting out of school because you can't make phone calls then and then i would have appointments in the evening that would usually start five thirty or 6 o'clock and go to about 9 nine thirty. and so um so the agreement was i'll be there when the kids get out of school i'll pick them up from school i will spend time with them and, uh, you know, have some kind of a presence, and then I'll go do my appointments. And then her part was, I will make sure the kids are in bed by the time you get home. Then you will have, we will have our time together every single wow. day.
1: Wow. And then,
2: but the final agreement was this. In 12 months, no matter how close we are to this business producing what it should, if in 12 months it hasn't produced it, I want you to get out of it.
1: Huh?
2: And I did. 12 months. Was I was so close. Wisdom. 12 months later, I was so close. I, you know, there's that part where it's like, oh, man, if I just, six more months, six, more, you know, I mean, but you know what? We had made a plan together. And the real truth is, if mm-hmm. I had not listened to her, I would have done exactly what she said. So Brenda is the rigging on the mm-hmm. ship.
1: Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm.
2: That rigging is what brings the pieces together for us as a couple and us as a family because of her perspective, and especially her perspective on me. Mm. So all of you listeners out there, this isn't where we was planning on going, but I'm telling you, evidently, the Holy Spirit had something he wanted to say to you. And and here's what I think he would be saying. Learn how to be a team. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Learn husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, fiancés. Find out if you can be a team, and if— one of you is the rudder and the other one's the rigging, then the ship's going to go to the place you guys
0: are, are agreeing upon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If not, it's going to crash somewhere along the way. Yeah. And also recognizing, you know, that we are different. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you know, people will view, you know, oneness as being sameness, you know, and, and it that's so wrong. I mean, you are not the same, but you are equals and Without each other, you really can't get, you know, it's that synergy, yep. you know, we're better together than we are apart yep. and we can create and we can, we can get to the desired end, the desired goals that we have better together and recognizing that we really do need one another and it is that mutual submission, you know, to, to each other. But, I, you know, going back to where this really began was the submission to the Lord,
2: Absolutely. You know,
0: and, and him really being the pinnacle, you know, the 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 uh the cornerstone nope. of marriage. That's what marriage is about is is the surrender and the yieldedness to the lordship of Jesus. And so going back, you know, to I, I um I I love, you know, looking at Peter, I love uh looking at John and and, and reading about them and just kind of the, the the thing that they had with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and um, thinking of, of resurrection, mm-hmm. and and how you know John outruns Peter. Mm-hmm. He just needed to say it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean there was really no uh, a need for it, right. but he's just like you know. But I beat Peter on this one. It, it, and it's almost like saying,
2: "Yeah, I loved it more than you did." <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: And they're all written in John. Yeah. no other gospel. <laughs> right. But um, but then the other the other part is. Is that the women went first? Oh yeah, yeah. The women were first, and they were the ones that met the gardener, that yep. met Jesus. Yep. They were there first. They were the ones that you know stooped in inside the tomb and saw the folded cloth, yep. and 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 just um, how how Jesus honors both men and women. Yeah, you know, and and just what a, a key role that we play. So. Um, I, I feel that this was very, very necessary, you mm-hmm. know, for our listeners today.
1: Because we started this whole thing started when we talked about magic. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, that's why I just want right. to get us back to how this started. Right, is because we were talking about yeah. the magic and the fact that everyone wants to uh, avoid avoid the process, the process and yeah. avoid the humility and the sacrifice mm-hmm. and and the, the giving up of our life for one another. And that's every relationship. That's not just marriages.
2: And you know, people might be saying, "What's this got to do with the resurrection?" Mm-hmm. Well, what's got to do with the resurrection is this: when Jesus went to heaven, which is really where you know where we're wanting to go. When yes. Jesus went to heaven, and, and we'll talk as much as we can today about this, and then we'll have we'll have to because we're we'll little introduce
1: well, yeah, we'll we we'll introduce uh, it, and then we'll just yeah. go next week.
2: But when when Jesus went to heaven, see this. He he was not king of kings and lord of lords when he walked planet earth. He was Mm -hmm. son of God, you know, pre-incarnate. He was the
0: word of God. He was one with God. He was the same with God. But But that title and those names were not addressed to him yet. Exactly. Because as in heaven, what made him
2: I mean, there were several things that made him king of kings. And one is, of course, that he conquered sin, hell, death, and the grave. So he fulfilled his his full calling. But the second thing was that he stripped all spiritual powers of any authority or any right to do anything in planet Earth or in the whole cosmos. So Lucifer and his minions lost absolutely all dominion. And so when and, and, hmm. and we'll talk some about that, but but so when Jesus is declared the the king, this now means that the capacity to enter into this realm called the kingdom of God. And in this realm you have righteousness, peace, and joy, which really those three words encompass everything that we have in salvation. Yes. And so And so, but also he received an inheritance from God. That Mm -hmm. inheritance includes—I don't know what all it is involved, but I know this: it includes every promise that God ever made to anyone. Mm -hmm. So this means now that not only is this does is he the ruler of the kingdom of God, but he is also the the provider in the kingdom of heaven, because the kingdom of God is about who's the king. Kingdom of heaven is what resources does the king have to provide for us and meet our needs. So in this realm that we enter into in our heart, the capacity to connect to all of the resources, all of the promise of God are directly committed or connected to whether or not we have surrendered to the king. Whether or not we bowed mm. to the king and mm-hmm. surrendered to him as Lord, and so you see, whether it's your marriage, couples getting along. When a, when a couple says, I, "I can't submit to that person," well, remember, if you make sure you know what submission is—not saying you're going to obey, not saying you're even going to agree—just means you're going to have an attitude that's open. It's really a repentant attitude. If you want to know the truth, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. an attitude that says, "Man, I, I'll learn. I'll, I'm teachable." Right. So really what you're saying when you say, I can't submit to that person, what you're really saying is, since the Bible said to do this in the fear of God, and we know that fear of God is not the fear of him hurting you, it's the respect, it's the honor and all this. So really what you're saying is, Jesus, I don't accept you as Lord of my marriage, because Mm -hmm. you were the one that said to submit, and I'm the one saying, I'm not going to do it. And whether it's a man saying that about his wife, right. whether it's a woman saying that about her husband, whether that's a child saying that about their parents. So, so then we cut ourselves off from the resources of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm.
1: Our inheritance.
2: Our inheritance. Yeah. Not because God takes it away from us, Mm-mm. but because all of that is in Jesus. It's not, a, it's not things that we receive separately. It's about in Jesus. So, if I'm all disc- of
1: the inheritance is yeah. in Jesus, so
2: any place that I separate myself from Him, or, 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 or I won't go there with Him, wherever He's trying to yeah. take me, then I'm also saying I also am saying I, I'm not going to go there in, in your resources. So then our yes. then our our if in a case of our marriage, then our marriage is left to the sweat of our brow. Mm. So, you know, we try to get it through our ability, through our strength, or we say, wait a minute. And man, I can't. Our even determination,
1: Nation. Our determination. Yeah. Oh my God. I yes. mean, how
2: many times you guys we've talked about this in ministry together and to each other. How many times are you just fuming at each other? And all that ever happens is you just go, inwardly you finally go, okay, I'm gonna quit fighting and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down, we're gonna work this through, we're gonna we're gonna find the answer. In other mm-hmm. words, you you really just become repentant.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's just like instantly, all the angry goes away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's even, uh, you know, uh, in the model of parenting.
2: Absolutely. You know,
0: your your kid just might irritate you to no end, and the more angry you become, the more um, just... Aggra- Determined. Determined, determine. Determine, you know, yes. to, to impose your way. Yeah. It isn't going to work. No. But as you're saying, Jim, when you have that repentant attitude, all of a sudden now there's a coming together. Yeah. Now there's a mutual respect. You know, there's a, an honoring of each other and, and a value that's placed. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the kingdom of, of God and, and the kingdom of heaven. And what we want is everything immediate and now. Yep. And and this, you know, even goes back to a, a bit of what we talked about last week is that we, you know, we seek God oftentimes for what we can get. Yep. You know, and and we're unwilling to enter into the relationship to be able to take that journey to begin to walk down, you know, the path with him and walking with him that's when we begin to discover the resources along the way.
1: And you said yeah, the provision,
0: you know, all of these things that are, that are established. Yeah.
1: And Bob, you're right. And you, but, but when you said that we can't have it right now, there is a, there is something that we can do right this minute. Like yeah. that, that surrender and that decision yeah. and that choice to say, you know what, <sighs> like, this is yours, Lord. I, I've yep. been determined. I've been on my own mindset. I've been stubborn even, mm-hmm. but, I am so, this is nothing to do how I am acting or responding it has to do with righteousness, peace or joy. So obviously, I just need to take a change of mind yeah. and in a minute, in a second, you can just have that moment and say, I humble myself, I yeah. surrender, Holy Spirit. And then it's immediate. That presence of God, you know, Oh yes. that, that can be so immediate to get back on that path. We don't have to mm-hmm. work to get there. It just takes that one incredible moment of surrender.
2: Oh, and see, here's the thing, because what we've been taught about faith, I'm, I'm, you know, it's so, it's just so about faith in the promises. It's so materialistic and that's not even the right word. I can't, right now I'm just out of, I'm at a loss, but it's this concept of trying, it's like trying to get the benefits, a child trying to get the benefits that all the rest of the children in the family enjoy, but that child is never really a part of the family. They don't, you know, they're, they're not connected. And so basically it's like, I, 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 it's, it's like in the parable, you know, the prodigal son is like, I, I want to live over here in, in, in the world and in the pig pen, but mm-hmm. but I want still want it to be like it was when I was at home and you were taking care of me. And it's mm-hmm. not that the parent is bribing the child and saying I don't love you and I'm going to withhold from you. The parent is just giving them the freedom of choice. If you know if you want to leave this and and you know in Bible times if you left if you left the family you were literally many times riding out of a compound and that compound Was had a barrier, a wall, and they had servants and guards that protected you and made sure that nobody could hurt you. And and you leave all of that because you choose choose to go over here. Mm -hmm. And so our concept of faith is like Jesus. I really, you know, I I really don't be involved with you all that much, but I do want this right over here. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, send that to me by heavenly post. And I'll be right here ready to get it when it comes. And and I'll talk to you next time I need something. And that's kind of it. So we don't have any connection to how the resurrection, how the lordship of Jesus, how our connection to him has anything to do with living a quality of life called the kingdom. But you read something, Bob, before we we actually went on air. You read, oh man, it, it is... I say this about so many scriptures. It's just like one of my favorite scriptures. Philippians 2, and the term, I don't remember the Greek word. I don't know remember if it's kenosis or what, the great kenosis, but it's the great emptying. And it is like, you know, scholars for centuries have said, man, this is the epitome of of understanding what Jesus did. And it goes into, he emptied himself, he humbled himself, all the. But then read the part where it says, now you need to have this same mind or the same attitude in you.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is um, uh, Philippians, you know, chapter 2, verses 3, and it goes through verse 11. But it begins, very unique, it says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others is better than yourself, don't look out only for your own interests, but take on the interest, uh, take interest in others, too. Mm -hmm. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to, to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. We, when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
2: And it tells us, have this same mind. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it, it's like, well, I, I don't want to go too far, but, but the, point, the, the point is this, is lordship is, is, is relational, It's understanding who we are. And see, every knee bowing and every tongue confessing, that happens at every decision. Every decision I make, I am making that decision about am I bowing my knee to the lordship of Jesus and following the wisdom of God's word, or am Mm -hmm. I standing in defiant resistance and saying, no, I want this and I want it my way. You know the ultimate promise of Luciferianism. Luciferianism has given rise to every cult, every occult, every secret uh, secret order that's that's spiritually based, and to and to many many governmental positions. the The lie and the promise of Satan is, you can, I can show you how to have what God promises without you having to surrender right. to God. That's, that's the, that is the that's whole the, promise. That's
1: the basic thing yeah. right mm-hmm. there.
2: And see, that's why uh, Satanists will tell you that worshiping the devil is not about bowing down to the devil. It's really just about selfishness. Because because in selfishness, I'm just saying, no, I will not bow down to you. I will not follow your way. I will not trust you. I will not trust God's word. I want this, and here's the way I want it to be, and this is my way, which means you are not Lord in this situation.
0: I'm Lord in this situation.
1: Hmm.
0: This, this I mean, I, I, I do want to say to you listeners, thank you, you know, for— you know, I take a look, Audrey, at, you know, where we began at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And every day, you know, every week when we come together, just the invitation comes again and again, you know, to step into that relationship with the Lord, to really totally. know Him. Uh, you, were, you were mentioning, uh, Audrey, just the other day, or, uh, you know, as you were uh, reading a book. And uh, just, you know, how many people really live in, mm. in that place Enjoy the pleasure uh, of his company Yes, Yeah, just
1: enjoy the pleasure of his company And last week we talked about hanging out with Jesus And coming to our place for a sleepover You know, we were oh, mm-hmm. we were talking about that The pleasure of his company It always comes back to that But I was also thinking this morning You know, worry is, is always And fear will always give you the worst case scenario But because we are completely opposite of that Just this morning I thought, what is the best case scenario For every part of this day? This gift that you've given me today, Lord what is your best case scenario and i thought of the listeners cuz i knew we were going to be recording today and i went jesus for those recordings what is the best case scenario is that they we will have this time together just kissed by Jesus and the listener will feel the value that they have mm-hmm. and that they are chosen and that they are cherished and they've been invited to this an in amazing inheritance. Mm-hmm. And and that's the best case scenario that you can step into that and go, I'm gonna live in this land, which is live in Jesus, but live in I when I and with this wall around it. I've just gotten so many visuals yes. today with what we've talked about. But I'm gonna live here and I'm gonna be so submitted to the Lordship, so surrendered, mm-hmm. so trusting. That, I, that that this is, in humility, this mm-hmm. is where I want to live. Yeah.
0: I, I want, the, I'm, I'm going to live in the kingdom. Yeah. I'm going to experience the benefits of heaven. Yeah. And that is going to transform not only me, but it's going to transform my relationships. It's going to transform my marriage. It's mm-hmm. going to transform my parenting. You know, I totally. can live in righteousness, peace, and joy. Totally. I, I'm, you know, and that's the, um. Uh, that's the neat thing, you know, when you read the scripture, you know, humble yourself. I humble me. I'm the one that chooses. Yeah, God doesn't humble yeah. you. He do not beat no. you down. I get to no. do this. Yeah. No. and And then he's the one that lifts me up. Yeah. So, anyway.
1: It's pretty exciting yes. because it is an instant. It's an instant there with yeah. him in his Jesus. Well, we're going to have to bring this one to the close. Next week, we're going to talk about... What really did happen? We started talking about what happened when Jesus got to heaven, but I think there's a lot more places we can go next week about what really happened (laughs) when he got to heaven. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But in the meantime, it's about
0: three or four weeks in the coming. Yeah, but but we got to honor
1: women, and I just love that whole rigor thing, and I love all the directions that we went today. And I love that you just said it so well, Jim righteousness, peace, and joy encompass it all. So, my sweet friend, you have got it all.
0: That's right. They do. Because we
1: live in the inheritance of what Jesus did for us.
0: Good. Hey, everyone. I I do. Thank you so very much. And please, be sure to share this podcast with others. Go back, listen again. If you've missed any episodes, they are there at Live Transformed. Also, the website, livetransformed.com. Impact Ministries with Dr. Jim Richards. All kinds of new things are happening there visit the websites, updates, materials being given. And then uh, audrey.com. we have uh, new e-courses that are and being released. And we just put
1: up a new marriage intensive. There's, um, it just came up for August, if any of you are interested. We just opened up a Good. new one. They were all filled up, but now we have some more availability.
0: Good. So let's stay in touch and enjoy your day.
1: Best case scenario.